In this podcast, we hear from Diageo's HR Director, Geraldine Jones, who generously shares the story of Diageo's popular parental leave policy that offers 26 weeks of paid leave to all new parents. This change is considered to be a critical step in the journey towards gender equality for Diageo. They want to shift the conversation from women having babies to families having children and enable people to bring their whole selves to work. We also hear from Matt Dersakissian, Head of Marketing Finance and Pricing at Diageo, who shares his experience as a new dad on parental leave and working flexibly. You may notice some lorikeets in the background of this podcast for which we cannot apologise. They were just as excited as I was to hear this story. Performance is key, and we think this is going to drive performance. Thank you, Jerry and Matt, for joining me today. Jerry, I'll start with you. Your Diageo new parental leave policy certainly has caught our attention as it is so progressive and generous and family friendly, encouraging all parents to take parental leave and be involved in raising new family members. Tell us what are the key features in the policy as it was released recently? Yeah, great. Well, thank you, Kiri, and delighted to talk about this. So, excitingly, on the 1st of July, we did launch our new parental leave policy, which is 26 weeks full pay, and a big step in the weeks there, but also um, open and eligible to anybody that works at Diageo. So, it doesn't have to have a time um, of how long you've worked here. You're eligible from the day that you start working. Yeah. And then it's actually regards to the carer status, we've removed that barrier. So you don't have to be the primary caregiver or the secondary caregiver. What you need to do is be a new parent. And becoming a new parent comes in many shapes and forms as well. So whether that be through um, kind of having giving birth or being a surrogate or through adoption, they're all different things that we're looking at as well. So this policy is quite all-encompassing yeah. and it's really about making sure that we're putting family first. Yeah, a very family-friendly, all-inclusive policy, which is brilliant. And what was the, I guess, the thinking and the purpose behind why you wanted to introduce these changes? So these changes are basically another step on our big, big journey that we've been on for years around gender equality in the workplace and making sure that we have a really balanced place to work and very inclusive. Um, the business has always been really committed to ex- really good parental leave policies. We've had one in place since 2012, which I think is just in line with everybody else currently. Um, and what's happened is we've thought about what is it that's going to change the game? What is it that's going to stop this ongoing conversation about women having babies and moving it into something completely different around families having children and how do we support it? So. Really excited by all of that, um, really excited by Diageo's stance on this as an employee working here. I'm really proud of it um, and I think our employees here are also really proud of it. What's been the response? I mean, Matt, you might have a comment here from observing amongst your colleagues. What's been the response to the to the refreshed policy? I think what's great is there hasn't been probably a cultural change. This is just now an op- like a bigger opportunity to keep doing keep having the culture that we've had. I think everyone's very excited, particularly those that haven't finished having kids. Mm. Um, Not because they see it as a big chunk of free leave or paid leave, um, but an opportunity to really focus on a part of your life which isn't work 
for a decent period of time at exactly the time that you need to be focused on it. Mm. Um, it helps not just traditionally the mums who are now going to get, you know, more paid leave for the leave that they've probably traditionally taken off anyways, but it has a huge impact on the, the dads who are now going to take a very sizable amount of leave to spend time with their new kids um, when traditionally they wouldn't have. Um, it also has like a, a big side effect on the other side of the family. So in my case, it has a huge impact on my wife's career, which can now be supported in a lot easier way than before where you'd have to run financial numbers and try and work out a way to actually get time off or get nannies or get really early childcare. Yeah. So it's got quite pretty solid impacts on a lot of different people, I guess. Yeah, and that's the reality now, isn't it, that you know, most the majority of working families in Australia have two working parents and so this policy certainly removes some of the stress that you otherwise experience, you know, relating to, to financial elements, but also that you can share the care and both have the careers that you do. So we'll get we'll get to your story and I'd love to hear a little bit more about that um, shortly. So, Jerry, what, um, what are you hoping to achieve from a people and culture perspective and what changes do you hope to see over the course of the next, I suppose, six to 12 months and beyond? Yeah, so what we're trying to cause really is a shift in um, talent, attraction and retention and development and growth. And we see this policy as a key enabler to having that happen. The future of work is completely changing. The dynamic nature of what people's roles are, people's career expectations have all changed. We see this policy as a complete enabler for that. Why? Well, this is kind of give people unlocks. So there's going to be far more operational needs of moving people moving around in the business, coming taking time out to be able to manage their lives. But actually, that's a complete opportunity for people looking to step up, step out of their normal role, go into something on a project. Like we see so much opportunity in all of this. So I'm hoping to see over the next six to 12 months that kind of portfolio career come to life within an organisation because actually we've got the opportunity to be able to do it whilst helping everybody have these wonderful balanced lives, being able to bring their whole life to work, be completely who they are and, you know, be celebrating that they're um, grow, growing and raising families and, you know, future generations that are really important to all of us. So, yeah, yeah. celebrating life. That's it. Um, and what is it that you, what are some tips that you might have for other HR leaders and business leaders as to how you bring this kind of policy to life? Because it's one thing to have a policy. Mm. It's another to ensure everyone knows about the policy, that dads are aware that they're eligible. Um, how, what would you suggest in terms of some internal communication? Yeah, so the first thing I would say is get your exec team and leadership team really, really aligned and engaged behind this because the tone from the leaders means everything. It will make and break anything you've got on any policy. So, and we've got a really committed and engaged exec team here that actually really connects with the entire purpose of this and what we're trying to achieve. Then we've got wonderful role models around the business, such as Matt here, that you'll hear his story, and openly sharing and communicating that at all different levels. So, an International Women's Day for us was a really big event globally across all of the markets, but here we made it really special. We made it about families and balance and um, we actually spotlighted Matt with some of his storytelling and the benefits that he's had. And that's about having a wonderful um, International Women's Day is actually everybody celebrating it. So communication channels consistently delivering messages like that 
And then there's the simple tips and tricks that, what do I do if I'm a line manager? How do I make this happen? How do I operationalize this? Be there with suggestions and be there with things that help change the tone. So this could have been the biggest nightmare operationally for any line manager with a flatter organization, with bigger teams. There's going to be more change. Actually, just reframe it and look at it as an opportunity. We do. And we're seeing that this could have a massive impact on our business in the next 12 months. Performance is key. And we think this is going to drive performance. So this yeah. is where, where the opportunity is for us. So huge. There's loads of different tips and tricks, role models, leaders. Celebrate it every moment that you can. Make sure that the operationalizing of it is actually simple for people to be able to do. So yeah. all upside as far as I can see it. Yeah, beautiful. Is it tied to the flexibility culture here as well? Do you see the connection there? And what, what's the flexibility, I guess, yeah. approach like here? Yeah, our flexibility is kind of at our core here because we focus so much on being a high-performance culture. We are really dedicated to outcomes and we want outcomes. We're not shying away from that. We see flexibility as being a key enabler to performance. People being able to run their lives brilliantly, reduces stress, reduces the angst that can go on and covering up for different things. We want people to feel free and be themselves here. So this is the opportunity to do it. Um, Really excited by it. Thank you. Matt, you can probably share a real story on both of these um, examples, I suppose, the parental leave that you took, as well as working flexibly and um, in living, I suppose, the real experience from a male perspective and a dad's, new dad's perspective. So tell us, um, you were one of the first males, I believe, here at the show in Australia who has taken extended parental leave we're not going to call it primary carers anymore um and what, what was your tell us your story why did you take it and what was the experience so my daughter summer was actually born on international women's day which is there you go in fact <laughs> 20 minutes into the day um so it was a tough start to the day but it actually was primary carers leave because this was well before this new policy okay and it's probably an important point for your listeners to understand is that we know we've got an amazing new policy here and we're one of if not the only company in Australia to have that level of policy but as you told us before I think around 50% of companies do have a reasonably good primary care leavers policy and our old one was 12 weeks for the primary carer and in Australia 19 out of 20 times that's the mum so it was it was a good policy before but it wasn't out of the blue so what I did is in the realms of what most of your listeners can do. And the experience was that my wife couldn't take that primary carer's leave because of the nature of her work. Um, so she took a small amount of unpaid leave, essentially, which after she was going back to work, left me to potentially be the primary carer for a few months. So I looked through the policy, approached Jerry, my boss is the finance director, um, and David is the managing director in Australia. And talk them through and was really surprised at how accommodating and actually excited they were by the opportunity. And that's reflective of how good the culture is here. But also potentially, I think people will find often they'll be surprised on the upside. Like if you ask and you put forward an idea, which is something to do with family, it's not a particularly foreign concept to most people and is important to most people, I was surprised and I think most people will be surprised how positively that would be received. So we ended up 
agreeing that towards, I think someone was seven months when I started, I would do the 12 weeks of primary carers paid leave and then another month of my annual leave on top of that. So I took four months roughly mm-hmm. off as a full-time carer mm-hmm. uh, from when she was yeah, seven or six or seven months to 10 or 11 months when my wife went back to work and it was awesome. It went super quickly, firstly. Uh, it was over summer in the middle of Bondi, so <laughs> it was quite enjoyable. Yep. But it was also a really intense learning experience for me on all the things that you don't think about when you look from the sidelines. And that's not just day-to-day things, but really taking that, I guess, mental load away from who used to be the primary carer now that they're focused full-time on a career um, was a big thing. And also a big thing for Lauren, who kind of gave that load over to me. And, and we found it took at least probably a month before that properly shifted. And I knew more about what was happening each day and she was asking me questions and other people's questions were being deferred to me instead of straight to the mum as default. Mm-hmm. So I think having that reasonable amount of time as being the primary carer, I know we're trying to get rid of that term, but yeah. where you're responsible for this little useless self-injuring <laughs> life all the time, yeah. it, takes, it takes a while to take that mental load and importantly take it off the other person. Mm. So I got heaps out of it, but also a really good way to support my wife's career. Um, and I think that set me up for, and set us up for a way better partnership going forward now because we've both done it in a reasonably equal amounts. We've both experienced a long time where you're the primary responsible person for this other human life. So you think in the same way now about, you know, what could go wrong, what you need to think about, what needs to be organised before anything happens. And it does genuinely feel very even now. Whereas looking back onto it, whilst I would have thought I was involved in the first six months, I know it wasn't even. Mm. And even if it wasn't physically and practically even, it definitely wasn't mentally even. Yeah. <laughs> so I'd come home and just do what I did, hug the baby, help out, do some nominal chores. It's not really, Lauren was thinking 100% about the responsible aspects of, of summer. How have you maintained that now that you're both back at work and juggling <clears throat> and sharing the care? How have you maintained that sort of even sharing, I suppose? It's a good question, but I think... It's actually hard not to maintain it if you're both thinking in the same way because, it, and flip it the other way, I think it would be really hard to ever get that kind of continuity of equality if one person is really good at it, having done a year off, and the other person is starting from scratch when you're both at work mm-hmm. because naturally when someone's good at something, they're going to keep doing it. it just from an efficiency perspective, makes sense. Um, so we, we've got the opposite situation where we both know roughly the same amount. We're both roughly the same in tune with Summer and her needs and what she wants. And it becomes more a practical division of things as opposed to Lauren's the default carer and responsible person um, kind of help her. Mm-hmm. And that's something we would never, like, doesn't feel weird for me even saying that I would help Lauren, whereas I know a lot of my mates help their wives out at night or help their wives at home, which is just the terminology to saying that's their domain and they're looking after it and you're kind of giving them a gift by 
yeah doing something over yourself right? yeah it's a little bit like the term ba- <clears throat> you know the dad or, or someone is babysitting <clears throat> for your child yeah, you know? totally. yeah i mean i couldn't tell you the amount of times someone people have said with really positive intent like oh you're doing daddy daycare or you're doing it kind of like it's really a throwaway as if you've got this kind of temporary involvement that is yeah you know it's very generous of me or or it's a bit of fun or you're having like a light-hearted day or whatnot yeah Whereas I've never heard anyone saying, oh, you're doing mummy daycare to Lauren if she's got her day off or no. she's looking after someone on the weekend. That's right. Um, but then again, over time, people that we're closer with don't say those things anymore because it's just not because they're like it's politically correct or they're worried about it. Just, it's not their description of what's happening anymore. So they don't yeah. feel like that. Yeah. Do you feel at all like you are a trailblazer? When uh, you think about, like, you, you mentioned the statistic 19 out of 20 men are not doing what you've done, which in, in short makes you a trailblazer in many ways. Does that, is that how it feels at all? I mean, the term trailblazer would apply to people that have, you know, pushed against things and created something. For me it was easy because I had a company that was so supportive of it and a wife who was so supportive of it as well as wanted it and needed it. Like it, I would have had to push against it in a way. So for me, it made sense. I didn't want to feel like a trailblazer. Yeah. But statistically, you would say men that are taking a decent amount of time off are in the massive minority. Yeah. Um, and you'd also say, in the context of DIGO, the culture, because I've been here five years now, the culture in the last two years is almost expected that anyone who has had a kid will take some time off. And that's even before this last, most recent announcement that came out. Yeah. So that's what I said up front when we're talking that I don't think this announcement has changed the culture yet. I think it will over time. But I think the culture already exists to embrace this announcement and there'll be no issue with uptake. Everyone I've spoken to is planning to take it. (laughs) Is looking forward to it. Yeah. And there there might be internally some career hesitations from people. Mm -hmm. But not even comparable to the scale of other places. And I know I've spoken to a lot of people, like a lot of my close mates in more traditional finance areas or banking or even government, and they, like after finding out that they could do the same primary carer type leave that I did, would just say, oh, it's not possible in my area or that's oh, not, like I can't do that. Yeah, <laughs> no real and, and what would you say to those people? <clears throat> I mean, do you have... A response or any advice for people who are hesitant um, and thinking about taking? I, I normally question first. I don't like this. In general, I don't like forcing things on people. And something like this is a really personal decision. You want to do it, having made that clear choice that you want to do it. Yeah. So I only have a question: Why can't you do it? And the answer normally is a fumbled kind of response because we're in an age now where most people genuinely believe in equality and doing it or at least in the back of their head they do but they're kind of clouded by what they've seen in their workplaces or the very little experience they've had of people doing it before them so it's normally one or two questions that is asked before people go maybe i could do it or maybe i'll think about it and this is why we you know we want to share your story and and Equally, Jerry, why you mentioned earlier, role modelling is such an important mechanism for helping to bring these policies alive because to you it feels like it was quite a natural, obvious thing for you to do, whereas for others it's quite, it can be 
um, you know, they worry about their careers. They, they, there's stigma attached from colleagues or leaders that are unfamiliar with this concept. This is the first generation where fathers are starting to really get, you know, much more involved. So the stories like yours that we can share um, help it normalise it, I suppose, for, for others. I think there's still key considerations in the worries. Yes. One of the ones that I've come across quite frequently is the one around what's going to have, what's the impact this is going to have on my career and my job. And you've mentioned it. And actually flipping that conversation when it's on its head, and actually having that person ex- experience some empathy towards women in that moment, mm. like they have no choice in this in this moment, and they 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 have to step out of the career at some point for what at the moment is an extended period of time we can change that mm-hmm. and so you know there's nothing that's being experienced here that one whole gender isn't already experiencing so we can mm-hmm. balance it out and the leaders time from the top the leaders being highly aligned and supportive and understanding the implications to culture are absolutely required yeah yeah. And also, uh, Matt, you mentioned earlier there was, you think you've gained some skills from um, being, you know, the primary carer for a while. What, tell us a couple of those that you've experienced. Well, I won't run through the practical skills of <laughs> caring for a baby, as useful as they are, <laughs> but one that's very transferable is I always thought I was a productive person, but you realise how ridiculously productive you need to be if you are balancing a child's needs as well as some other things you want to do. And currently I work reasonably flexibly as well, um, where two days a week I've got primary care of summer, but I'm also doing calls and meetings and, and some work in apps and things. Um, and the other three days I work full-time. And after a year of doing that on and off, the level of productivity I get where I get a, a spare window now and use it from the second it starts because I've just been interrupted so many times way earlier than I thought I would be. That is a skill that I've taken back to work. And in the first 10 minutes of having a free window, I, I don't like screw around anymore. Your focus is right there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I often it works the other way where, you know, let's say someone's having a nap and it could be 20 minutes, it could be two hours. I'll treat it as if it's 20 minutes and pump out 20 minutes worth of work or calls or whatever I need to do. And then she sleeps for two hours and you realise how much time I would normally take to do things when I can actually do them really quickly. Yeah, efficiency and productivity. So that's one transfer. Well, the other one is that element of empathy and you really, really focus on the perspective of others when you're looking after your kids. Mm-hmm. And also when you're managing and balancing the career of someone else is probably a new way of most guys thinking. Um, and to Jerry's point before, so a lot of men more often, because women have probably been beating this into their psyche to think about their careers and kids, men are often near that question, what about my career or how's this going to impact my career? Um, and make being forced to think about others a lot all the time is a, is a great skill that I've kind of picked up more over the last couple of years. Yeah. Uh, and it's, it's funny, like we were at a, a family gathering, it's about six months ago, and we've got a family friend who's quite a successful CEO, retired now, and my wife's a surgeon, she's obviously like doing pretty well, a pretty respectable career, and the first thing he said when knowing that she was taking six months off and I was taking four months off, so still not even technically equal, 
he was like horrified at the impact on my career that I was prepared to risk. It's complete disregard of her substantial career as well. And it was not like an outrage in the room. Like a lot of the other kind of that generation, our parents' friends were kind of interested to hear my response to that as opposed to that was a dumb question. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> and that's what this is all about. You know, we are, it's a, we're in the time of change. Things are shifting slowly but surely and policies like yours and the more we help to, you know, I guess promote the word of, of policies like this and people who take the opportunity to, to take up leave like this and enjoy the experience of raising families, then the more change that we will see over time. So thank you both for sharing what you have today. Very much appreciated. Thank you.